What up, Clock Dodgers? Listen, the Super Bowl is upon us, and I know we can spend all day debating, and we will debate all day about Bucks versus Chiefs and Brady versus Mahomes. There's one thing that you don't have to debate, though, and that's who's the best in below the waist grooming, and it's Manscaped. It's not even a question about it. No question about it. Let me tell you right now. We've talked about Lawnmower 3.0. We've talked about the Crop Preserver. We've talked about the Body Wash. We've talked about the brand new cologne that just came out. I'm when I tell you that the Lawnmower 3.0, if you haven't used it yet, you you gotta get this. You gotta get it ASAP. We got a deal for you. Let me let me get to it really quick though. But let me, um, this is a product that you can literally use with your eyes closed in the dark. I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't recommend you do anything with your eyes closed. It's kind of dangerous. But literally, you could do it in the dark because it actually has a light on it. What, what razor for, for your below the waist needs do you know that has a light on it? Like, so you could get in the perfect spots, man. So you hit every target. And don't use the one you're using your face down there, please. Please. Get get the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 so you can have one for your face, whatever you're already using, and then use this one for your below the waist. You don't want to mix up all that kind of stuff. It's, it's not sanitary. It's not hygienic. Is that the word? Hygienic? Is that a real word? It's not good hygiene. I don't know if hygienic's a word. Gotta be honest with you. It's how we roll here though. But listen, I want you so badly to use Manscaped products. I want you to try the 3.0, not just because they support us, because I truly believe in what they do. And you guys know this podcast is all about advice and all about recommendations and all about getting you to victory. And so why not do it for your hygiene and for you know self-care? So go ahead, use the promo code CLOCKDODGERS at manscaped.com right now. Do it right now. You'll get 20% off your entire purchase and free shipping. I mean, what what better of a deal can we get for you? That that's that's amazing. The free shipping is the kicker for me. I won't lie, I am I am a stickler when it comes to the shipping. A lot of products I won't buy or order because it doesn't say free shipping. I need the free shipping. It's just it's just a big deal to me. <laughs> so use the promo code Clock Dodgers. Get yourself some free shipping. Get yourself the 20% off. Yo, listen, you can go big, you can get the whole kit. Or you could just get specific products and try them out however you want to do it. Just get in there. Take care of yourself. Let's get to the Super Bowl, man. I'm excited. Take care of your balls, bro. And I play with them. And I win with them. And I go with them. And do it. You play with the game. I mean, listen, we talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. All right, what up, what up, what up, Clock Dodgers? I hope you're having an amazing day and a fantastic week. Today, we are going to revisit an old tweet from back in May and a podcast episode from back in May. They both were the same thing. They both covered the same ground, but I did want to, you know, talk about it since it was on record. You know, you know, here at Clock Dodgers, we like to be transparent. And we like to talk about not only the wins that we've made and the right calls and the, and the good advice, but we also want to revisit some of the stuff we talked about with it. And let's see if it was right or wrong. Um, so I had a tweet back on May 12th with a video attached to it and some players that I told you to buy or that I'm buying, you know, in Dynasty Football, wide receivers to be to be exact. Um, I did a couple of these. We'll revisit all of them, the ones that I that I can dig back up. But the, the first one I wanted to talk about with these were these wide receivers that I said, hey, listen, these are wide receivers that I'm buying low right now in Dynasty because I feel like, you know, the stock will go up on them. 
right? Basically, that's essentially what I was what I was saying. And when I did an episode two, I think if you go back to like May twentieth, twenty first, somewhere towards like the middle end of May, that's when the episode was released. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure plenty of you remember if you were listening back then. Um, but for the new listeners, if you want to go back and check it out, you can. But we're gonna cover it today and kind of recap in a way or grade on how we did. Of course, in Dynasty, we're not really gonna you know call any of these a closed book. Since there's plenty of you know time in their career and plenty of time for you to, you know, to use these guys in your fantasy leagues, but uh, let, let's just revisit it. I think it's going to be an interesting thing to look at. I know it's less than a year later, but the season's over. Why not? Why not cover it? So, a quick rundown of the wide receivers that I that I said I was buying at the time were Darius Slayton, Hunter Renfro, McCole Hardman, uh, Stephen Sims Jr., and Josh Reynolds. So these were guys that I felt like the cost to acquire them at the time was less than the potential value that I felt uh, in, in in Dynasty and even in redraft leagues too. In redraft leagues, too, I felt good about these guys. Um, more some, some of them, you know, applied to more of a Dynasty outlook a couple of years down the line. Some where I was expecting more immediate, um, you know, production from. So let's just start with let's see. Let's let's start with Josh Reynolds. Um, Josh Reynolds. Finished the season, 52 receptions, 618 receiving yards, two touchdowns. Now, sounds under- underwhelming for sure. Remember that we're talking about a wide receiver who shares this wide receiver group with a bunch of other talented guys in Woods and Cup. Uh, they have talented tight ends. They had a bunch of running backs, especially you know a rookie running back that you know they wanted to get involved. So th- there was a lot going on in this offense, but it's a fun offense. So I felt, okay, Josh Reynolds is having an opportunity here. You know, Cook left, Cook's left. And I felt like here, here's his chance to shine, right? We've been kind of waiting on him to come along. You know, he got drafted in 2017. And even then, you know, people felt really good about him. Um, but the hype was definitely early, I, I would say. Um, but he's had an interesting career. Like in 2018, he had 400 yards and five touchdowns. Then in 2019, it dropped again. So in, in, in 2020, it was his highest career yards and receptions. He had the most in both of those categories. He didn't have his career high in touchdowns. So that was disappointing. And as a big receiver, you know, you would like to see more of that. But if we, if you remember, it was towards week six, seven, um, he had, he had a couple of big, but he had some, those are the weeks that he had the touchdowns. Right. And he was, he was, he was looking pretty good. He was making a lot of plays. He was making big plays. He was making highlight type, you know, real plays where people were, you know, he was getting put on, you know, sports center and all these things. And he had some big games where he had, you know, eight receptions for almost 100 yards, but he didn't get a touchdown. He actually had a few games where he had like 10 targets or or close to 10 targets, eight, nine, 10. So he, he was getting involved. Um, he did miss a game, I believe, towards the end of this. And actually, no, I don't know if he missed a game. No, he didn't miss any games this year, I don't believe. So health-wise, you know, he, he got through a season. He had his moments. He didn't get enough of them. He wasn't consistent enough where you feel confident starting Josh Reynolds on a week-to-week basis. But I don't believe he's a bad asset. Right. Like we don't know how this wide receiver corp will go forward. We don't know, you know, if he'll I mean, we've only seen him continue to rise in targets and yards. So that's there. You know, you can't knock that. You know, that means the team is trusting him more and more and they're giving him more and more opportunities. So we'll see where that goes. Um, If that's something that we can trust, you know, moving forward, we'll continue to increase or if it's going to kind of stay, you know, where it's at. It's. You know, it's it's gonna be interesting, right? It's a, it's an interesting offense in general. Um, Golf isn't a bad quarterback; he's not amazing by any stretch of the imagination. But eighty-one targets, so he had he had a, he had a you know a decent workload, you know, 
he showed some so some flash so finally was rewarding uh fantasy you know team managers for for kind of sticking with him or trading for him or you know picking him up um i feel good about this call i don't feel bad i don't feel bad because there was weeks where josh reynolds came through in the clutch um there was weeks where i didn't want to i did trust him and there is weeks that he did you know in ppr he did pretty well so I, I feel good about this call because I do I do believe this is one of my calls that will continue to get better, will continue to get more opportunities. And um, I think with those opportunities, so like even if you just even if we just bump up the target some, I mean the reception some, the yards some, and get some real touchdowns in there besides two touchdowns, like that's a pretty good year for you know uh, the third option in an offense uh, from a wide receiver standpoint. Not even talking about running backs and tight ends, which pushed them back even further. Um, so this was a productive year for me for Josh Reynolds. So I feel good about that call. All right, we'll see how these continue to roll. <laughs> we'll see if I can feel good about the rest of these calls. Um, I'm not going in any particular order with these guys. So the next one I have up here is Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton, you know, not just in that tweet or just in that episode, but I, I've loved Darius Slayton, um, his potential and what he could do in this offense. And that got stopped pretty quickly. You know, Saquon Barkley got hurt, and and I feel like things went really bad for the Giants after that. The team obviously wasn't in a good place overall, right? Like, this offense had a lot to be desired. It left a lot on the floor that you wanted to, like, man, if you guys could just do this, if you could just do that. So the offense being bad and losing Barkley and things, it doesn't make me feel like I got a fair shake at Slayton and what he's capable of doing. Um, this is another young wide receiver, right? He's only been in the league for, you know, he was drafted in 2019. So um, at, we know wide receivers sometimes take a little longer to catch up. And, and the, he's coming into his third year. So that's exciting to me. Um, he had his numbers overall were uh, 50 receptions, 751 yards and three touchdowns. So he did better than than Josh Reynolds overall, even with a struggle on offense. Um, so that that makes me that does make me feel really good about it. Uh, Darius Slayton definitely can do better. He definitely has more opportunity. Like, I mean, 96 targets. He, he even had a bunch more targets than Josh Reynolds. So I, I, again, only see that number going up. Honestly, he didn't get injured. He didn't get hurt. As this team continues to improve and Barkley is back and and, and, think, and they continue to add to this offense and add weapons to this team and, and build around Daniel Jones, who hopefully also improves. Don't forget he has a young quarterback. Um, I, I, I only – I see Slayton continuing to have – you know, big moments. Now let's look at just some of these games really quick. The first week of the year, he had 102 yards and two touchdowns. So came out on fire. Um, then he had some down weeks, even, but he had good targets, six, seven, seven, like the targets were there. Um, he just wasn't scoring touchdowns and he wasn't hitting hundred yards. So he wasn't getting, you know, he wasn't putting up numbers in fantasy that you would like to see really there. And then in week five, he has another 129 yard game on eight receptions, no touchdown, but that's a big game. Uh, week eight, 41 yards, two receptions, one touchdown. So the touchdown saved him on that one. He didn't have any other touchdowns after week six. No more touchdowns after week six. No more games with six receptions or more. No more games with more than, I mean, that hit 100 yards, you know. So after that, man, it got pretty rough. And again, I think the season war on this team. I think the young quarterback, you know, had some difficulties. I think this team needs more weapons. I think, you know, Barkley going down obviously hurt, but this team just needs more weapons, period. Um, they need a, you know, an all-around team improvement, and and that should come with this team. They have a lot of young, talented players. Um, so this is another guy I still feel good about. And don't forget, when guys like Josh Reynolds and Darius Slayton, if, these are, if there's guys like them that you believe in 
and they had a, a year that maybe still didn't reach the mark that you feel like their potential deserves, you still have a chance to buy. You still have a chance to buy. So these are two receivers that I still would buy um, in, in Dynasty Leagues. I still would buy them because I still believe they're cheap. They're still cheap. No one no one is you know, going to beat you over the head for these guys in, in, in fantasy. They're just not. They're not, you're not going to get charged a lot. You can get them thrown in on deals for, you know, a bigger trade that you're doing and just, you know, make the other team owner feel like they're giving you nothing back, but it's somebody that you like. That's what I like to do. When I get guys like this, you know, trading for them straight up is weird because you're trading nothing for nothing in some minds. You know, you're not really getting people excited um, unless you unless the other, unless the other team has, you have a player that they like too in a similar, you know, vein as far as guys that they feel are going to do much better the next season. But if not, you know, these guys are easy throw-ins in deals, uh, depending on who, again, who the team, you know, is being managed by and how how big of a believer they are in these guys. But if they're not a big believer, you know, these are guys that people will willingly throw in, in, in deals with you. And if we just look really quick, Josh Reynolds finished the season 62 in PPR out of all the wide receivers. So it's not, you know, 62. And Slayton was 54. So not too far ahead of him. Less less than ten spots, but you know, not 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 again, not horrible. There's names around there that <laughs> you know that are guys people like. So and, and guys that people raved about. So if, if if he's that close to them, he he obviously did something well, right? Um, all right. So Darius Slayton, Josh Reynolds, I feel good about those. I don't feel like I don't want to call any of these guys wins because none of them exploded. I would say none none of them exploded onto the scene and like completely crushed it right um you, you got to do better than that for me to call it a win necessarily but i am i am proud of the call i still stand by the call um i don't think it was a bad call let's put it that way that's how that's how i feel about these so far let's jump over to somebody else hunter renfro hunter renfro hmm. little raider bias right i'm a raider fan so obviously i feel good about my raiders always <laughs> but let's let's dig deep into hunter renfro really quick let's look and see what you know what what we're looking at here let's see exactly what transpired and if i was uh on pace if i had some if i made some sense here or if i was off um all right cool i got his numbers up here looking at it right now he, he so so just for reference he had 56 receptions 656 receiving yards two touchdowns another i feel i feel like all these guys that i'm talking about here if they just had some more touchdowns um it would look much better. Obviously, need more reception for yards across the board. Everything that would make them amazing and great. You know, really good calls. But until I had these these numbers up a little bit, especially the touchdowns, um, it's it's just a their spot starts, their flex starts. They're um, you know they're not easy every week. Put them in your lineup and feel good about it, kind of guy. You know, so um, if we look at Hunter Renfro's game log from last season, twenty twenty. Week three against New England, six receptions, 84 yards, and a touchdown. Best game of the year for him. Uh, the other game that he scored a touchdown, he only had four receptions and 26 yards, so not a great game again. The touchdown you know, made you feel okay at the end of the day, maybe you know, flex-wise or something. But other than that, other than those two games, um, you had some games where he had decent receptions, but you know, maybe in November against Atlanta, seven receptions, 73 yards, not, you know, a touchdown would have made that great a game a, a lot better but other than that nothing really redeemable nothing in, in, in this nothing that you came away really really pleased with or really happy with so again hunter renfro is a guy i do believe in 
I do think the offense trusts him. The quarterback trusts him. The head coach trusts him. Um, 77 targets could definitely have more. This this is a is a weird one because the Raiders offense, as we all know, did did pretty damn good. It did pretty damn good. And they had guys like Nelson Aguilar come out of nowhere and, and make a lot of big plays. And obviously Darren Waller is a monster. Um, Josh Jacobs got more targets. But there's still space for another wide receiver, for sure. There's still space for the slot receiver to get work. There's still, you know, receiver talent. I mean, if we're talking about Aguilar as one of the better players at wide receiver this year, there's definitely room for other guys to improve. Now, they did draft wide receivers last year um, in Ruggs and Edwards. Neither really had um, a breakout season, you know. Edwards did basically nothing. And Ruggs had some moments, but you know, had health in, you know, injuries. And then just overall, I felt like the Raiders didn't totally know how to utilize them or weren't ready to utilize them. I don't know what, what the deal was there with that. But um, you know, that was concerning. Other than that, I mean, I, I don't I don't really have any other reason why, you know, Renfro could have done more, why he wasn't targeted more. I don't I don't know what it was. You know, to be totally fair, in, in in 2019, the year before, he actually had less targets, less receptions, less yards, and only had two more touchdowns. So again, I don't feel like this is a bad call. I just feel like this is more of a hold and wait approach. Um, or again, if you're in a bad spot or you need to flex, he's not a horrible case. He is definitely not, last season at least, did not deserve Hey, I got an injured wide receiver. I feel good though because I have Hunter Renfro on the bench. He didn't fit that that mode. He didn't fit. I throw Hunter Renfro on the flex every week and feel okay about it, even in a deep league. So for last season, similar to Slate and and Reynolds, but less even lesser of an extent. Um, he was a loss. You know, uh, I would continue again. Raider bias aside, I, I still believe Hunter Renfro is a, a part of this offense that they trust. I think he's a playmaker when he get when he's given the ball, and they're gonna just continue to get better at using him. Um, he'll he'll never be a star. He'll never be a top you know top wide receiver in, on your team or in the league. But I do believe he's flex worthy and will continue to you know grow towards that, earn that that role more. Um, and I think the Raiders' offense still has room to get better too. So uh, I'm still a buyer on him. But again, cheap throw in. Don't none of these guys should cost you. You know, you shouldn't be giving away stuff that you care about that are really great or that, you know, you you have a, you think has a lot of, you know, big future in front of it. Uh, but these are guys that you can get in throwing deals again that I'm not mad at. I'm not mad at. I think some of them have some big play potential, big week potential. And so those kind of guys, I don't just throw them away for nothing. All right. Next guy on the list. OK, this one here, <laughs> Stephen Sims, Jr. This is definitely by far the most disappointing player on the list. No question about it. Last year, 20, 2020, he had 27 receptions, 265 yards, touchdown. Straight bust across the board. Even in the game uh, with a touchdown. Did he have one touchdown or more last year? Um, let's see. Oh, he actually had a touchdown, I believe, in the playoffs. That doesn't count towards your regular season. So, yeah, one touchdown all year. And even that touchdown, that game, 13 yards, three receptions, it didn't even matter. Like, he wasn't worth at all not even in your flex didn't matter like he 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 didn't play in any way shape or form like a player you needed on your roster or would want on your roster um here's the thing 
this offense wasn't great. This offense wasn't good. This offense is rebuilding. They had quarterback issues, major quarterback issues. That didn't stop certain players from doing good, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, if we look at this team, if you just kind of look a little deeper, I, I don't know what happened to Steven Sims from a perspective of l- the season before 2019. He's the first player on this list who the previous year had better numbers. Um, he had 56 targets in 2019, 310 yards, four touchdowns. He also rushed nine times for 85 yards and a touchdown. So that's, you know, those 2019 numbers, especially for a guy who was a rookie at that time, I believe he was drafted in 2019. Um, it wasn't, it, you know, it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't horrible. It was showing some promise, some flash. And, and you figure, you know, if this team can get it together, if they had a good quarterback, you know, McLaurin needed somebody opposite of him, you know, Steven Sims seemed like a guy who could who could get work out of the backfield, out of the slot. Like he felt like he could do those things that he didn't get the chance to. I don't know if Rivera, the new head coach, doesn't, you know, believe in him as a weapon, or if the quarterback just wasn't good enough to have any more weapons. I don't know what the case was for Steven Sims. On teams that I already bought Steven Sims, I'll keep Steven Sims. Um, because I still feel like this team, this offense, you know, leaves a lot to be desired. And so, there, so someone's got to fill holes. Um, I don't know if they'll draft more wide receivers or you know sign a free agent. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, but I, I'm not necessarily in any kind of rush, you know, to, to dump him unless I'm in a tight, small. I don't, I don't have a lot of depth in the league, or they're not big rosters. A lot of times, I'm thinking about big roster leagues in Dynasty because I have a lot of Dynasty leagues that have you know extensive <laughs> bench space. You know, so if you have that, I'm still not opposed to having him on my team to see if he can kind of reignite things he's still young again all these guys i'm talking about are young players um but he's the least hopeful of this entire group no question um no question he offered nothing last year at all um so if you you know traded anything of value for him (laughs) or wasted a roster spot that was definitely a loss um if you needed it you know um but he's a guy i don't mind keeping but i understand that the upside for him right now you know at least from what you know the head how how the head coach speaks how the targets he gets, you know, they, they left a lot to be desired, a lot to, you know, be underwhelmed by. And again, this team could have a, you know, will have a brand new quarterback. Um, they He has McLaurin opposite of him, um, which is, a you know, to me, to me, one of the best wide receivers in the entire game, period. There's not even a question. I don't care about, you know, anything else. He's one of the best wide receivers in the entire game. Logan Thomas at tight end got a ton of targets between between McLaurin and Thomas. You're talking 200 plus targets already. Then even 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 crazier for Sims, which tells you how little they cared. J.D. McKissick had 80 plus targets at running back. Antonio Gibson had probably the same amount of targets as Steven Sims. I think maybe a couple couple less, um, if if even a couple. If I last time I checked, I think I think it was pretty close, if I recall. So yeah, Steven Sims didn't get a lot of targets. The running backs got a shit ton. Tight end got a you know, shit ton. Um, so is this something where, you know, a new quarterback, the offense, another year in the system, you know, that more targets get to go around as this team does better or Steven Sims steps up in some way and the ball gets spread around. We'll see. But uh, this is definitely the biggest L on the, uh, the five guys that I asked, you know, for you to go buy or trade for, for cheap. Um, he is definitely, you know, no question. The one that, that had it the hardest and didn't contribute whatsoever to your fancy team this year. The last guy on the list, Miko Hardman. This is a fun one. 
Let's look at the numbers first. 41 receptions, 560 yards, four touchdowns. Actually, let's see really quick, um, since I was saying where everybody else landed. So Josh Reynolds was 62. Slayton was 54. Hunter Renfro finished 59. These guys are all pretty close, actually. Um, Sims was way down there uh, at, let's see... He was at 111, so the first player outside the top 100. And the last guy here, Hardman, finished at – where is Hardman at? Do, do, do. Hardman, where is he at on my list? Oh, okay, 61. So right above Josh Reynolds. So literally the guys that I mentioned, Darius Slayton, 54. Renfro, 29, Hardman, 61, Reynolds, 62. It's interesting that they're all in that pocket. That is, that is really interesting. They're all less than, what, 10 away from each other? That's pretty That's pretty interesting. Hmm. Didn't I did not. I didn't do that research beforehand, so it's an interesting statistic to see for me. Um, all right, so Hardman had 41 receptions, 560 yards, four touchdowns. As we just mentioned, pretty close to the other guys. <laughs> pretty close to everybody besides Sims. When you look at Hardman's games, the ones with touchdowns, even in those games, um, you know, some of them were big games. Some of them were smaller games. So first game, he had a touchdown, 81 yards and a touchdown, four receptions. That's a good game for you. I mean, your flex, nice game. Next game after that against New England, 27 yards on four receptions and touchdown. Not as great. But then in Kansas, I mean, against uh, New York, New York Jets, 70, no, 96 yards, seven receptions, one touchdown, crushed it. Later against New Orleans, three receptions, 22 yards, touchdown. Not a big game again. So two explosive big touchdown games, two not so explosive uh, touchdown games. Besides those games, no other games, no games at all actually last year with 100 yards. The 96 yards was the closest. No more receptions at any point than the seven in that 96 yard game. Um, other than that, it never went over four receptions in a game. Um, yeah. Targets are not high. It was not, you know, again, another guy where it's like, man, there's so much room here. There's so much room to improve. There's so much room to get better. And the big, you know, difference is you have him on Patrick Mahomes, team. He's on Patrick Mahomes, team. that cannot be ignored. As far as his numbers from 2019, uh, 41 targets, 26 receptions. So his receptions went up, his yards went up, not by a ton, and his touchdowns dropped, actually. Um, so that sucks. If you've been paying attention to the playoffs, which I sure hope you are, especially if you're listening to this podcast, when basically the season is over, all that's left is the Super Bowl, um, you know that he also scored a touchdown last week in the, in, in the playoffs. Um, yeah, he actually had a big rushing play for 50 yards, which I wish they would do more of for him all year. Um, he only had a few opportunities to even do those this, you know, 2020 season, which sucked. Um, he, he definitely should get the ball more from a Russian standpoint and in, in a creative standpoint. Um, but he also had a touchdown that game, not a lot of yards besides a 50 yard rush. Um, so it's very clear to me that McCall Hardman is a weapon. It's very clear that the, the chiefs know that, but the chiefs need to use that more. It's hard when they got Tyreek Hill and they have, you know, um, Travis Kelsey, and they have, you know, well, they're going to improve at running back. You know, that's another thing. So at this point, it goes, to, he fits right in those spots with me again. 
with the other guys I've already mentioned. I don't feel like this was a loss. I feel like it's a good guy to have on your team. You know, and imagine if someone like Hill does get hurt. Imagine what Hardman can do. Like, come on, bro. Imagine they open up this offense a little more for him and get him more targets, and you know, I, which I feel like he deserves, and I feel like he can, you know, easily take on more targets in this offense, um, and it not be a surprise um, because sixty-two targets. I mean, come on, he could do more than that. Four rushes, he deserves more than that too. Um, so yeah, Hardman is another guy I feel good about. It still, I don't, I don't hate the call. Did he kill it for you this year? No. If you started him in the flex a, fl- a few games. You know, he, he could have helped you win games, but he was not an all-time flex, you know, full-time flex starter in your in your lineup. And a lot of that is because of the offense that he plays in, which it, it, it kind of is a gift and a curse. Um, the players on that team make it a curse, but the opportunity to play with Patrick Mahomes and those players is a gift. So um, it's just one of those things. But the upside for Hardman to me is so high that uh, I think it's a win if you can get him. And if you still can trade for him now, do it. You know, again, you shouldn't have to trade anything of significance. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be nothing serious. He could be sort of a throw-in in a deal. Um, he might be. He may get. He may be harder to get than the other guys just because he plays with Patrick Mahomes. Um, him and I, I feel like I still think if we look at this list right now, I, I feel like Slayton still has the highest upside. So if you're buying one guy off this list, if there's one guy you feel like, you know, who do I invest? You know, who, who if I can only go after one of these guys, which one is it? And it's Darius Slayton for me, man. It just is. Like, you know, he had some drops last season and, you know, everything didn't go his way. The year was sort of average or une- un- uneventful. Um, and and the Giants seen more from him, you know, and he's flashed and showed he's, he can do it. Um, so I, 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 I have the most faith in him. Um, Michael Hardman is Michael Hardman is probably the next one. As far as the upside, because it's so endless, and Josh Reynolds, they're pretty close. Renfro is a little more boring, you know, unless he gets more opportunities. And then Sims, you know, you can be totally out on at this point. Um, again, if I already have him in some places, I'll just keep him. No one's gonna try to trade for him or anything. And unless I need that draft, that bet, bet spend spot in a bad way, um, which I shouldn't, if I already had Sims on my team, um, it, it, it should signify that I already had some significant bench space to use. Um, you know, then it's okay. But yeah, this is, you know, this is interesting. I mean, I guess you can tell me on Twitter or in the comments, or you can even, you know, leave a review on the Apple podcast app. Let me know how you think we did with those five players and which one gets you the most excited. You know, if you're gonna drop a five-star review, I love it. I love the feedback. And I love you know, you guys sharing, you know, your thoughts, but I, I even love when you guys interact with segments from the show and just tell me your thoughts. Like if you drop in there a five-star review and you put, you know, Steven Sims, boo, or Darius Slayton, I'm all in, you know, just whatever, whichever guy you like the most. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely curious. I'm always curious to hear what you guys think. Um, like I said, your interaction is always, uh, you know, prized to us here. So we, we love when you guys interact with the show, wherever it's at, Twitter or in the, the reviews. Um, all right, guys, that's it for today. You can always find me on Twitter at Clock Dodgers. Same thing on Instagram at Clock Dodgers. Um, follow me. I'll follow you back. Hit me up. If you got questions for the shows, a guest you would like to hear us have on during the offseason, any, any, anything you would like, feedback, whatever it is. We're all ears. I'm more if it's just to chop it up tell me about your day. I'm here to chop it up with you, too. Um, but other than that, guys, I am out. Please, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and hit subscribe. It means everything to us. If you haven't gotten something from Manscaped, please do. 
please do it. When you, your support for them supports the show in a roundabout way. You know what I mean? So go ahead and support our sponsors. It means the world to us. We, we fully uh, trust and, and love their products. And the people at Manscaped are, are good, man. They're good people. They're great people and they have a good cause. Check out the website. Use the promo code CLOCKDODGERS. 20% off plus free shipping. Other than that, guys, as always, be kind, be great, keep dodging.